You're listening to The People's Podcast. I was honest. Was I brutally honest? Yes. But I think that that's the problem. Everybody's so scared to be honest with one another. This is JSC Radio. But I don't give a damn how talented you are. I don't care what kind of albums you make. I don't care if you're the so-called king of R&B, the Pied Piper of R&B. The dude called himself the Pied Piper for God's sake. Just go read what the Pied Piper was. He's been laying a trail. He's been crying out for help. He's been crying out to be caught for 25 years. And all y'all care about is when's the next single and when's the next concert so we can put on some ugly white linen outfit and go two-step in the middle of the night in the summertime. Y'all make me just as sick as R. Kelly. Because we've raised the generation of people that basically wants to give free passes to everybody. They talked about R. Kelly starting up a cult, but there's always been one cult that surrounds dudes like R. Kelly and Bill Cosby and Michael Jackson and Chris Brown. It's that cult of personality. It's that cult of personality that surrounds fame. It's that cult of personality that lets you somehow let someone who is highly charismatic, who can talk a good game, they they got that gift of gab or they got that charisma or whatever that you let them get away with some of the most heinous, ridiculous things ever. And it doesn't make a difference what your race is. It doesn't make a difference what your nationality is. A scumbag is a scumbag. And R. Kelly, I don't care if those girls are 25 years old or 35 years old, you're a scumbag. And if you want to make excuses for R. Kelly, you're a scumbag too. Check it out. This is J.S.C. Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Happy New Year. (laughs) Boy, we're starting off the year with a great subject matter. My name is J. Scott Smith, and this is the 92nd episode and the first one for the year 2019. This is J.S.C. S.C. Radio. Hey now, how the hell is everyone doing? Welcome to 2019 as we enter our third full year and our fourth calendar year here on the show. I want to thank each and every one of y'all who have supported the show and especially the social media the last week. Thank you for supporting the show across all your favorite podcast providers. Of course, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, on SoundCloud and Stitcher, on CastBox and Player FM, on the TuneIn app. We're checking in on Spotify and on iHeartRadio plus Audio Boom and all points in between. Thank you. Damn it, thank you for your support of the show. I want to thank you for following me on social media at J. Scott Smith. That's J-A-Y-S-C-O, two T's, S-M-I-T-H. I am at J. Scott Smith on both Twitter and Instagram. Clearly, you guys know my Instagram very well. I'll be getting to that in a second. The show is also on Twitter at J. Scott Smith. Excuse me. The show is already on Twitter at JSC Radio. I just gave you the J. Scott Smith. What the hell am I thinking about? And I'm also on Facebook at Real J. Scott Smith. Thank you very much for all your support of this show as we enter the third, well, check that, the fourth calendar year. But we opened it by me pulling out a clip from a show in 2017. Also, before I proceed into this, big ups to my man, Awesome Jones, whose track you heard starting the show. Shout out to my man, Doc Illingsworth, who produces the soundtrack for the show as well. That clip that you heard to start the show for you first timers, 
welcome. Damn it, welcome. But you first-timers, I hope you've had an opportunity to go back and listen to episode 45 of this show because this is kind of the long-awaited redux of it. We all know what's going on. Surviving R. Kelly, the documentary that took the whole friggin' world by storm the last week. And unlike episode 45, this won't be coming from even half of a jovial perspective. As I go back and listen to that episode, it was from July the, uh, it was July 17th, 2017 to 7-17-17. Uh, even though people love that episode and it's one of the more popular episodes we've ever had, truth be told, I will say that I don't think I handled that episode as well as I potentially could have because the scope of it really didn't hit me at the time. Plus, it was an episode I split between that and another subject matter of Michael Vick. We're not talking about that today. But those of you who follow me on Instagram and on Twitter know that I was very vocal during the documentary last week. Vocal in the direction of supporting black women and young girls because that's whose back I have out here. I made a very impassioned plea at the end of that segment I did on R. Kelly in episode 45. Music doesn't give you a free pass to abuse a young black girl because unfortunately, as we have found out, they are the group of people that no matter what they do, no one takes their concerns seriously, nobody believes in them, and nobody really wants to have their damn back. And we owe that to the next generation of young black women to stand up for them instead of victim blaming and shaming them and trying to find loopholes to let someone get away with abusing them and mistreating them. The audio of which also appeared on my Instagram. Normally, my Instagram videos may get a couple hundred, maybe a thousand views if things go really well. I haven't checked that thing in the last couple of days, but last I saw, I was up around 70,000 views of that thing. My Instagram exploded. I'm getting quote tweeted and I'm showing up in people's Instagram stories and I'm getting a ton of love from black women and girls. And oddly enough, but sadly, not too oddly enough. I also got a hell of a lot of backlash from black men. And you guys really, really fucking pissed me off. Because I've spent the better part of the last decade hearing black women refer to us as trash and say black men don't have our back and they don't support us. And I always push back against that because I've always been one of those dudes front and center trying to support black women and have y'all back. I recently became an adjunct professor. I've been mentoring teenage girls and college-age girls and women in the business for more than a decade. I've looked out for women that I've known for years. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this out of all honesty. The R. Kelly thing has been something that's always climbed up my ass sideways because it bothered me how quick so many black men are to circle the wagons. And to be fair, a large number of black women are to circle the wagons around that piece of shit. Oh, yeah, I'm not being nice. We're, we're starting off 2019 with a with a fucking bang. That R. Kelly documentary, Surviving R. Kelly, laid bare 
what so many of us had been harping on in the Midwest throughout the 1990s and so many in the black community who actually had some common fucking sense have been banging the drum about since at least 2002 because that was the first time black folks had a come to Jesus meeting about their favorite pedophile R&B singer. But he's not just simply a pedophile. He's a full-on sex trafficker when you really think about the shit. And he's somebody who has been a scourge on this community and he's allowed to be, continue to be a scourge on this community because we've allowed him to be that way. See, black people, we don't like to talk about our issues. We don't like to fully address things. We like to jump out and act tough and act big and bad and bellow and be loud and act as if what we have to say, we're going to change the world. We're going to kick down doors. You won't treat us this way. But yet when it's one of our own, we look the other way. Most of the bullshit I got on my Instagram and on Twitter came from other dudes who look just like me. Defending R. Kelly. The one thing that really seemed to get up under a lot of black dudes' skin is the what about the white man? What about him? Let me make the point as clear as I possibly can. I don't give a shit what the white man does. Y'all little hoteps. Y'all, y'all, y'all little hoteps. I heard somebody got offended by referring to you as hoteps. Cool. So you little hoteps who love to hide behind what the white man did when it, when it suits you. Or what, uh, the, what about Harvey Weinstein? Where, where are the documentaries on Harvey Weinstein? Hey, ass clown, there have been like 10 of them. Well, they weren't on Lifetime. Oh, I didn't realize it doesn't count if it's not on Lifetime. I saw some stupidity from somebody. I think it was a woman. Some stupidity about where, where's all the outrage about Woody Allen as I sat there and stared in 1993. Y'all always want to hide behind the white man. You want to hide behind whataboutism. Saying what about the white man when talking about people like R. Kelly and Bill Cosby, which I addressed in a couple of episodes last year. Saying what about the white man is no different than some ass clown from the NRA saying what about Chicago when you talk about gun laws. It's no different. But just to see the reaction through social media, through interviews, everywhere, and the common sight of black men by and large, but again, Plenty of black women, too, circling the wagons around this garbage human being, R. Kelly, going out of their way to try to dispute and discredit what these women who are survivors have been saying. And yes, there is blame to be laid square into the laps and at the feet of some of the parents. Pointing that out does not absolve R. Kelly. In fact, it further indicts him. But I look at what has happened And when I see this reaction where all these black men have this visceral reaction to try to defend him, to claim you're trying to tear down the black man, you're trying to tear down another black man, we got to stand up for the black man. Really? Really, you're going to stand up for the black man. Y'all stand up for R. Kelly faster than you stood up for Barack Obama. We love to stand up for the shittiest possible black men there are. And I don't get that. Because I could not look my mother in the eye and defend R. Kelly. Or should I say, I couldn't look her in the eye after defending R. Kelly. Because that's the other interesting point. A lot of you guys are the first ones to say, I have a daughter. I've got sisters. I've got nieces. I've got nephews. I, have, I would never allow this sort of thing to happen. Yet, 
You jump your ass on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook and in front of cameras and everywhere else you can go defending R. Kelly. Saying those girls should have known better. They're fast. They should have known better. They, they knew what he was like. They should have known better. They set a trap for him. They should have known better. So help me understand this here. I'm supposed to believe that your sweet, innocent little flower of girl who a lot of you don't think can even talk on the cell phone past a certain time of day is magically smart enough and powerful enough to trick a grown ass man. As my man Xavier Pope said, a quote unquote fast girl can't catch a grown ass man. That man has to allow himself to be there. That man has to put himself in positions to come after said girl and take advantage of said girl. It's insulting to my intelligence for you to insist that a teenage girl could quote unquote trap somebody. A 13, 14, 15 year old girl. You know, the same age Aaliyah was. The Aaliyah thing bothered me way the hell back in 1994 when I was the same age as Aaliyah. We were both 15 years old in 1994. We knew what the f- was going on in 1994 and we knew it wasn't right then. We were telling you people then. We were telling you in 1996 and 97 and 98, 9, 2001, 2 when the video comes out. And that's the first time some of you assholes actually wanted to pay attention, but you still blame the teenage girl. She shouldn't have been there. She's trying to get paid. Well, it must not have been that bad. It's none of my business. Why do we care? It's his personal life. It's none of our business. You motherfuckers will jump into anybody's business at any other given time. But strangely enough, when it involves child molestation or rape, you suddenly want to look the other way and mind your own goddamn business. Fuck you. You talk about we want to protect the black man and we got to stand up for the black man. You want to know how you protect the black man? You protect the black woman. You protect the black girl. You protect the black boy. You protect all of them. See, I love being black. Contrary to what some ass clown on Instagram tried to say, claiming that by me defending black women and girls, I'm somehow a white dude in a black man's body. Think about the level of self-hatred and the amount of stupidity that comes from asserting that a black man who's willing to take the side of black women and young girls over a pedophile That's somehow a white man's trait. Exactly. And it didn't help that the guy who made the comment talking about I'm a black dude in a white dude's body couldn't have been more light skinned if you held up a graham cracker. Stay out of grown folks business, Junior. Period. But you want to stand up for the black man. My love of being black is not unconditional. I don't arbitrarily blindly support anything in life because nobody can do that. Nobody should do that. It's not smart. I mean, that's what Trump supporters do. They throw on that red MAGA hat and they just follow that ass right on off the cliff. That's not me. I am not one of these people who tries to make the world look good for the white man. Because i that's where a lot of this comes from. I'm going to turn sociologist here. You notice you hear, often hear black people say this. Don't talk about our problems in public. The white man is watching. I don't give a fuck if mass is watching. Kim and fuck you too. Here's dessert. Fuck you. We ain't perfect. That's very clear. Our problems are laid right out in the open. So why are we trying to hide it? Maybe it's because there's a little bit of dirt on you. There's a little bit of guilt floating around in your heart right now. There's some shit that was either done to you or you've done to somebody that magically wants you to shield somebody else. 
R. Kelly was a victim of child molestation. And there's been that video floating around of that very bizarre thing where he's talking about the McDonald's and his mom. It's so weird and so gross and so disgusting. I'm not going to replay it and I'm not going to reference it any further. But he was clearly molested as a child. And that's another route that guys go to try to excuse it. Just because you're molested as a child doesn't mean you have to pass it on to somebody else. And just because he's black does not mean I have to have his back. Sorry for the rhyme there. It's just how it came out. But just because he is doesn't mean I have to support him, and I refuse to do so. But the thing is, R. Kelly is a lot like a lot of you guys. The black community has a terrible, terrible history of covering up sexual predators in our families, and we need to just cut the bullshit and just talk about it for a second. The reason so many of y'all want to have R. Kelly's back is because a lot of you have had dudes and women like that in your family that you covered up for, that you had an older relative say, don't leave him alone with Uncle Jimmy because Uncle Jimmy likes to touch little kids. They won't go to the police because they don't want to tear down a black man. We won't talk about it. We won't, we won't go through it, but damn it, we're sure as hell going to protect him. Why? I have no idea because please understand I'm not somebody who's going to protect a molester. I have been fortunate enough in my life that I never have been sexually abused. And I am thankful for that every day. I've also known a number of people who have been. And that bothers me greatly. To those of you men and women out here rushing to defend the likes of R. Kelly and Bill Cosby. I have to ask you an obvious question. How do you look yourself in the mirror? Seriously, how do you look yourself in the mirror? You can't possibly like what you see. You can't possibly like what stares back at you. The thing that bugs me the most is there are a lot of these men who vociferously defend R. Kelly, who six months from now or five months from now or four months from now, depending on what the school district does, will be posting on their social media and on their Twitter pictures of themselves standing next to their daughter as she gets ready to go to prom. Holding, a, holding their daughter in one hand and a gun in the other, talking about you going to respect my baby girl. Yet, you're the same sons of bitches who get on social media and tell the world that these teenage girls had it coming. That they deserved it. That's what they get for being fast. What the fuck is wrong with you? All of you. How can you look yourself in the mirror? How can you look at your daughter that you seem to just love and cherish so much? I don't have any kids. I don't, have a, I don't have a daughter. I just know that whenever I do have kids, this is a scary, scary reality that I'm going to have to encounter because I know there are tons of men out there who would be more than willing to do anything they could to a teenage girl or an underage girl, not even a teenage girl. Some of these girls are 9, 10, 11 years old that are being sexually molested, sexually assaulted by our own. Earlier I mentioned, I don't give a damn what Harvey Weinstein or Woody Allen or any number of Catholic priests or any of these other white guys are out here doing. I don't care about what they're doing right now. I'm more worried about what we're doing because there's a lot more men who look like R. Kelly and Bill Cosby preying on young black women and young black girls than there are the likes of Harvey Weinstein. I ain't seen a Harvey Weinstein walk through the hood when I was growing up in in Rosedale Park in Northwest Detroit. I ain't seen a Harvey Weinstein walking through the hood here in South Philly. You know who I have seen? I've seen cats who look like R. Kelly. 
I've seen dudes who look like Bill Cosby. That's who I've seen. I care more about our women and our girls because they are the future of who we are. They legitimately birth us as black men. And how can you look your mother in the eye after defending R. Kelly? How can you look that precious baby girl of yours that you're willing to threaten an actual boy over? How can you look her in the eye after defending R. Kelly? How can you look your sister in the eye after defending R. Kelly? How can you look your aunt in the eye? How can you look yourself in the eye? The reason a lot of you guys rush to his defense is some of you got some skeletons that are just like his in your closet. You don't really understand the scope of sexual abuse and sexual assault until, God forbid, you go through it. Or if you get into a relationship with a young woman. I think of the first time I was in a relationship with a young woman who had been sexually assaulted. The way that you react, that's not in a vacuum. People see that. Like, don't you know people can see you? They can hear you. They see what your reaction is. They see how you lash out and attack black men who actually want to defend them and have their back. You get mad at black women for saying black men don't have our back and then immediately prove them right. Is that what you want? I dated a couple of women who've been sexually assaulted where I found out during the relationship that they were. It's pretty telling because suddenly you understand Intimacy issues, trust issues, certain fears, certain anxiety that they have. It's a part of understanding the woman in front of you. It's a part of understanding why your daughter or your son, because let's cut the bullshit. If young boys were being sexually assaulted, depending on who the rapper or singer is, you might try to give that guy a break for doing it too. Hi, Michael Jackson. Whether it's a boy or a girl. That might be why your child is suddenly withdrawn, why that kid suddenly violently lashes out, why she doesn't trust anybody, why she doesn't want to be left alone in a room with certain people. That's what your protectionism of this piece of garbage R. Kelly is. Oh, but 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 I believe I can fly was played at my graduation and it's a part of so many of my memories. And oh, but R. Kelly's music is a part of my memories, your memories. F your memories. Make new ones. Bill Cosby was a pretty large part of my childhood. I'm still here after he's been exposed as a rapist. R. Kelly's music ain't even really that good, as I said back in episode 45. Ain't nobody's music good enough to look past sexual assault of young women and young girls. So fuck you and your memories. Fuck you and your concerts. You and your graduation parties. The government. All of it. Every bit of it. Who cares if I believe I can fly was sung at your graduation? The song that was played at my graduation was End of the Road. And if one of the dudes from Boys to Men was found to be a child rapist, guess what? Kim too. And that song, find a new one. The only reason he even made I Believe I Can Fly was to try to answer the first wave of sexual assault allegations that was against him he ran and hid behind jesus to try to get y'all off his scent because the black church seemingly will protect anybody under any situation unless they're homosexual then then you're on your own i've said a lot here and we're only doing one segment of this show because 
it would be it would be just really it would be irresponsible for me to try to sandwich in something about the Detroit Lions after this. That's episode 93. It would be ridiculous for me to try to do something like that. Episode 45 was a two-parter, and the first part took off like gangbusters. And I want to leave it at this. To those of you out there who have been victims of sexual assault, sexual violence, whether you're a girl or a boy, man or a woman, there are many of us, especially in our community, who have done an awful job of having your back, who have done an awful job of supporting you, who continue to prioritize fame and fortune and bullshit over decency. And that's something that we, as black people, have to fix. We want to protect the black man. We, want, we don't want a black man to get torn down. I'll tear a pedophile down in a second. I don't have this unwavering, blind allegiance to being black when it comes to crimes against our own, our own people. You can replace an R&B singer. You can't replace another girl's innocence. You can't replace a child's peace of mind. You can't replace somebody's trust. Fuck you, R. Kelly, and fuck every one of you who supports him. My name is J. Scott Smith, and this was the 92nd episode of JSC Radio. To you newcomers, welcome. Damn it, welcome. Next week, we head back into sports. And in the coming weeks, got a couple of really nice conversations locked and loaded for the show. But thank you for your support through the first three calendar years of the show as we head into calendar year number four. The anniversary is coming in March. Plenty more to hit on JSC Radio this year. Thank you for supporting this show across all the different podcast providers. And until next time, goodbye, everybody. What the hell is wrong with you people? Every famous nigga that gets arrested is not Nelson Mandela? Yes, the government conspires to put a lot of innocent black men in jail on fallacious charges, but R. Kelly is not one of those men. We all know the nigga can sing, but what happened to standards? What happened to bare minimums? You a fan of R. Kelly? You want to help R. Kelly? Then get some counseling for R. Kelly. Introduce him to some older women. Hide his camcorder. But don't pretend like the man is a hero. You're listening to The People's Podcast. This is J.S.C. Radio. And stop the damn dancing. Act like you got some goddamn sense, people. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for like a year. She couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, Be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.